Welcome to From. is a bi-monthly conversation held with some marvelous individuals coming from all around the world with one special thing in common, a connection to Sweden. What does belonging mean? How does one's identity evolve throughout time, places and people? Those are the questions we will explore together. I'm Marine. And I'm Raphael. And today we're speaking with... Pedro. Guide me through this. Me too. Well, we're gonna guide you through yeah, this. Hello, Pedro. Welcome to From. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you said to France for a second. I was a little bit yeah. confused. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, except that I have a broken foot and I cannot enjoy the Swedish summer as much as I wish I could. But otherwise, I'm good because I have lovely ladies after breakfast. So I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Well, good. Good. Very happy to be here with yeah. you. There's a big chance that I'll steal your interviewer role and I'll just chalk you back with questions. You better yeah, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about it, girls? What is it for you yeah. to, <laughs> to belong? <laughs> right. So, how would you introduce yourself to someone you just met? That's a funny question. Because I think um, it varies a lot, which is funny. Um Depends to who I'm talking to, but if I'm talking to like a student, if I like went to the student accommodation where you guys live and I met someone there, I'd introduce myself as a Brazilian. First of all, I would say, hi, I'm Pedro. And, and then like, I mean, maybe I wouldn't go, hi, I'm a Brazilian, but yeah, I guess I would say that I'm a Brazilian. I'm half Swedish. Um, I've been living in Sweden for two years, two and a half years. Um, I study marketing, I'm a photographer, um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess that's it, that's what I would say. Yeah, uh, so I have this little introduction note that, uh, I mean, we all read a little introduction note with yeah. our guests. Okay. One day, you had just come back to Sweden after spending your Christmas holidays in Brazil, where you grew up. I texted you that I hoped you weren't feeling too sad and nostalgic, and you replied, quote unquote, I'm happy to be back home. Of course, there's an emptiness of not being with Maisa, etc., etc., and it's tough. But I'm not depressed or anything. This is home, and it always feels good to go home. Mm-hmm. So that's curious. Um, what is home for you? Since you grew up in Brazil, how home do you feel in Sweden? I think home is where where you see your surroundings as familiar. I mean, of course, when I go to Brazil, I also feel like Brazil is familiar 100%. Like, when I'm walk- walking around in Rio, uh, I remember when I just landed. So, just for context, I was, I've been living here two and a half years, and I went to Brazil to visit now a few months ago. And when I got there, I remember in the taxi going from the airport to the hotel where we were staying at, 
and uh, I remember like seeing the trees and, and the streets and it all felt familiar but it felt familiar in a weird nostalgic way it felt like oh wow it's been so long since I've been here you know but uh, when I came back from the trip it just felt like for you, you could even forget that you were in a continent away because it just feels so homey you're just like yeah I'm just coming back um, from the subway walking here to my apartment it just feels familiar and it feels like home and I think familiarity it's I mean a lot of people say that family uh, home is where the family is at but like it's where the familiarity is at in my opinion do you think that this um, yeah difference between family and familiarity also is due to the fact that you're I mean, not, of course, you have family still in Brazil, but I mean, your close family, like parents and sister, are not in Brazil, but somewhere else. Yeah, so my my father is Swedish, and he is here in Stockholm. And my mother, she's Brazilian, but she's living now in Belgium, which is not that far away, so it's it's fine. Um, it, it's hard to think of me living here not necessarily in Sweden, but in Europe, and not having my parents around, like, it's very hard for me to imagine that situation, that scenario. But I guess that if I had to get, yeah, if I had to guess, I would say that I would be here either way, and it, it, I think this familiarity process would still happen independently of the family being here. And I mean, I, my, not only my father is here in Sweden, but like my grandparents and I have uncle and, and, and cousins. And I, of course, having them here was a big, it was a, was a big part of like how this familiarity process went so fast. But I think it would have happened either way, even if they weren't here. I think um, a big part of the familiarity thing is not them being here, it's really the, I have my little own apartment and and the neighborhood and and the subway and the city is yeah family is a big part of it but it's not the same it's very independent What does belonging mean to you Belonging I think that's tricky I think belonging has very different meanings like I was talking to uh, Rafael's Uh, boyfriend the other day about belonging because uh, we were talking about uh, LGBTQ issues and uh, we were talking about labels and like how labels can can be very like tiresome and troubling and hard to deal with but at the same time they can allow you to belong and feel like you belong so um, for example going back to the nationality thing if If I introduce myself as half Swedish, it's kind of a label that I'm putting on myself. And um, I, I, I'm never sure if it uh, makes me feel like I belong immediately, but like throughout the relationship, for example, with my work colleagues who are all Swedish, um, the fact that I put this label on myself of, of half Swedish does make me feel like I belong a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I'm answering the question or if now I'm just talking about labels, but but I don't know. I feel like belonging is just coping. Like you have you have belonging can be different things, and it's just a matter of how you make yourself belong. There are different ways of doing it, 
Uh, one of them for me here is the, the label of half Swedish that helps a lot making me feel like I belong. Uh, but I guess there are other ways. And I think many people here who, who live here who have known who are not half Swedish or don't have like a, any Swedish label of any kind, do they do figure out their own ways of belonging, which I cannot talk for, but I'm sure that they exist. Has it ever been a problem for you to combine different identities? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think it has ever been a problem. Actually, I would say that it has been pretty beneficial. Like, throughout my whole life, even in Brazil, even as a Brazilian, I have felt like my I have multiple identities there. My my friends used to joke at school saying that I was Hannah Montana, that I was living best of both worlds. Uh, because even in Brazil, like I, my parents were split and my father... Uh, chose a more like humble life living in kind of a like down-to-earth neighborhood some tough times while my mother was more like into the luxury and she was making quite a lot of money and I was living this life where I was spending one week at this place one week at that place and like this duality like having these two different lives was like very beneficial for me in many ways and I think it's the same with like Sweden and Brazil like being able to come here to visit my family and and Not only Sweden, but just like the fact that I had this foot in Sweden made me, uh, gave me the opportunity to explore other places in Europe. Like just having this dual mindset always made me feel like I was ahead somehow, which is kind of fucked up maybe. But like it's, I felt like I, I knew a lot, like compared to people around me who had just one identity, I always felt like, oh, this is actually, this might be cool. Like this might be beneficial, you know? So I, it, I don't think it was ever a problem. I never had like an identity crisis or anything. Uh, but it's it is important to to say that like I don't feel really fifty fifty Brazilian Swedish. Like culturally, I am more Brazilian than I am Swedish. Uh, but that has never been a problem either. Like to realize and recognize that I am more Brazilian than Swedish culturally, uh, it has never been a problem. No, I, I feel like having dual identities is fun. I remember having a conversation with you and sharing how I felt sometimes it was a bit of a struggle for myself for different reasons, like just in terms of, for example, uh, combining what I like to do uh, in my personal time and like school and also on a more sort of cultural level, like, I don't know, being in Sweden but not having any family and not feeling so legitimate about it maybe in comparison to you, for example, uh, like those types of questions. You just told me how it didn't need to be either or and that you really had learned to, to juggle with um, those two identities you already had in Brazil, like, you know, the, the living in this wealthy neighborhood and this more modest one, and that it was more of a complementary thing and an enriching experience. And this really helped me, you know, kind of making peace with those sometimes what could seem as contradicting aspects and that, you know, your personality and your identity can just be a mix of very heterogeneous thing and still work. Yeah, I mean, after all, if we if we go on a... If we look at... If we really go deep into the Hannah Montana thing, She was a pretty good pop star, you know? Like like if you if you have these two different identities and you're able to, as you said, like not 
make them two different things and like really divide them if you're really make able to like like integrate the two of them and like try to extract the the good things that you can learn from having these two identities and being able to experience the world in two different ways i mean as i just said like experiencing the world in two different ways that's like beneficial you're getting like you know you're getting you're getting things from all over the place which is which is great at the end of the day for sure and what what would you say? because i'm kind of bouncing also on the uh, idea of nationality that you uh, evoked earlier and how how is because nationality is really about a paper in the end and how does do you feel like this is having um an impact on your own inner sense of identity or belonging to one culture slash one country to another mm. I think the the paper part uh like the the actual nationality citizenship part um not so much because I think because it's something that I've always had like since I was very very small I was like a Swedish citizen I've always had a Swedish passport and actually now fun fact I don't even have a Brazilian passport my Brazilian passport has expired I haven't looked up to get a new one because the Swedish one is much better anyway but uh it has never been a problem um like the I have never made a correlation with my identity in the paper it has always been like pretty separate but I do think that uh, a lot of people might have that, especially when, for example, you you move to a new place. Like for me, I've always been kind of Swedish, but if you if you go to a new place, maybe I feel like then having the paper could symbolize something a bit bigger. But since the paper has always been a given for me, I never really cared so much about it. But um, for me, the the identity, the nationality thing has always been more like cultural and, and family and my dad always kind of especially when i was very young like until i was six years seven years old he was very like pushy about like making sure that i felt swedish somehow so he was speaking swedish to me until i was like five or something then he learned portuguese and then we continued in portuguese but um the, the paper has not really affected it was more like family and culture and yeah do you, do you speak Swedish with your dad now or did you continue with uh, Portuguese? So now I speak Portuguese with him. Oh, wow. Because, uh, I mean, as I said, like he only speaks Swedish, spoke Swedish to me until I was five. Then after that, his uh, he kind of learned, because we were living in Brazil, he was living in Brazil with me, and he learned Portuguese and then he had a girlfriend and she was living with us, so it was just more convenient to speak Portuguese and like in daily life, Portuguese became the language at home. Um, and then now that we're both here, it actually feels good to like talk to him in Portuguese. And, and that's, for, I mean, that's the language that we know each other in. Like there is this thing that when you know someone in the language, it's kind of hard to speak another one uh, with them, especially like with a father or mother. But uh, yeah, so, and it feels comfortable as well to have like this person who's very close to me that I can speak Portuguese with. Like I work in a cafe and sometimes people come in and I speak Portuguese to them like Brazilians, but it's not the same like to have this, like my father is here and I can speak my my mother, mother tongue with him. So yeah, we speak Portuguese. Yeah, same, like I think perfect transition to one of the questions we were 
wondering about is the question of how um, language influences your way of uh, perceiving the world and what is your relationship to the different languages you speak. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like a big question. Um, one thing that I've been thinking a lot uh, lately is uh, not about Swedish, because, I mean, Swedish, I do speak a lot of Swedish, especially at work. Um, I work in a cafe, so I'm like serving customers speaking Swedish, and I sometimes speak Swedish with my boss, although the, the language in the workplace is English. English is what I speak the most when I'm here. Like it's the language what I speak when I'm with you guys, and the language what I that I speak with most of my friends. Just because it's like more comfortable and like for social situations, it's uh, easier. Uh, and I was thinking a lot about this whole like language and and perceiving the world and an identity and like how people are different when they are speaking different languages. Uh, and I've realized that I'm much much funnier when I'm speaking English when, than when I am speaking Portuguese. Definitely. <laughs> as if you could understand yeah, me anyway. Well, we cannot understand any of your jokes when you joke in Portuguese. Uh, yeah, well, I guess, I, I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, Not a big loss, apparently. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but I, but the, the thing is, like, um, since I moved from Brazil, out of Brazil at a pretty young age, I mean, I am still young, but I moved from Brazil when I was 17, um, it's kind of hard to to pinpoint, like, m the differences that I have in perceiving the world in different languages, because, like, my way of perceiving the world as a whole is very different from when I was 17 to compare to now when I'm like 21. Uh, so it's it's hard for me to say, but I think that when I speak Portuguese to uh, to my friends now in Brazil, I mean, I guess if I went to Brazil for a longer period of time, maybe it would be different. But now if I'm like on a, a video chat with my friends from Brazil speaking Portuguese, I sometimes like get my, like, yeah, I, I catch myself speaking, thinking in English mm. and like, Like speaking Portuguese, but with this English mindset. So it's this question is tough for me because it's very blurry since I moved away from Portuguese as my main daily language at such a young age. Because I think my perceptions of the world in Portuguese are different. Yes, but then is it because I just grew older, or is it just because uh, of the language? So it's it's tricky. It's very tricky. I do think I'm funnier in English, though. Well, you're very funny in English. I cannot compare for sure, but thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> to, uh, Is there put it in. Uh, any type of situation that somehow manages to trigger a sentiment of patriotism for you, either being in relation to Brazil or to Sweden? Um, to Sweden, definitely not. Like, uh, I mean. Besides, like, very, very shallow uh, Facebook discussions, like, if someone's stalking shit, if someone who's not Swedish, or, no, actually, that's not true. If someone who's not living in Sweden is talking shit on Sweden uh, with no grounds, then I might defend Sweden. But, like, uh, usually there has been a lot of grounds for talking shit in Sweden. Sweden hasn't been... Uh, great in many ways so uh, no I guess I have no patriotic uh, feelings towards Sweden and 
my dad actually who is a swedish person and who lived in brazil for like 20 years for like his whole adult life basically um he has been very critical towards sweden and it's ridiculously like it's just weird how unpatriotic he is about sweden uh i think that's specific to to swedish to the swedish case or like something that is happening here right now uh com- and i mean when he talks about like his experiences here in sweden in the 80s uh versus sweden now uh i understand why he's uh not like you know the all the privatization and like uh stripping away many of the things that made sweden great you know make sweden great again <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah anyway uh he's very unpatriotic as well and i'm not as uh unpatriotic as he is because he saw the like 80s 70s sweden and the now sweden i just see the now sweden and i heard hear about the old sweden um but no i'm not super patriotic about sweden at all and about brazil um it's tricky because i think brazil has been through uh, a phase uh, of like people are just giving up like I, people are just like yeah it's brazil you know fuck it's it's i can't say fuck right you can okay we're not <laughs> gonna beep it <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's brazil you know it's gonna be sh- it's been shit for the past like oh, so it's still gonna be shit and that kind of hinders patriotism in many ways like sometimes i feel like i'm giving up on it but i don't want to so um yeah most brazilians i i meet around here or wherever um the conversation when when the when the subject hits brazil it's always like oof what a shit what a shit show right like so it's always a bit like negative brazilians tend to have this negative um mindset towards brazil not only after they leave but also while they're still there like the the conversation is always pretty negative uh which is definitely not the case here like swedish people even even with like even when tough stuff is happening and even when there is reason to worry i feel like people are just offering ice cream to one another you know it's just it's pretty chill um yeah but yeah now i'm running away from the question but No no it's I I I think Brazil, patriotism and the specific case of Brazil is tricky because deep down there is a hint of like oh this is my country and and all that but there's like such a so many layers of negativity and like this resentment Yeah like just negative sentiments and just like thinking of uh how some aspects of life are just very shitty there just makes you put it down and throw it in the ditch a little bit which is sad um but uh, there is worry and like i haven't i have actually haven't voted for example in brazil um you know i never like i've never voted for president there because uh, i moved before i was 18 which is when you have to do it and um and then for the 2018 election i just wasn't there mentally at all um and i think i didn't care enough i i i did care like i did care enough to talk about it and to think about it but not enough to go and vote you know 
even though I was in Belgium already, I could have done it. But I think I will force myself to do it, for example, next year, 2022. Um, and that's kind of a little bit of that hint of patriotism that is hidden all behind, underneath all those layers of negativity, of just like kind of giving up and like, fuck, you know? Uh, so yeah, I think there is a little bit of patriotism towards Brazil. But the specific case of Brazil kind of makes it very hidden and very small and, and crushed. Well, speaking about your feelings towards Brazil, um, how does it feel like at the moment to be far? Oof, feels great. Feels great. I mean, uh, hope this doesn't sound too selfish because, like, I do have my, like, for example, my brother, my twelve-year-old brother, is still there with his mom, and my girlfriend is still there, and I have, of course, family and friends and all that, and. That is tough, like it did feel very good to be there uh, in December, but that's the thing, it felt really good to be there for a month, you know, like it's um, it's a scary moment in Brazil, like a lot of tension and uh, it's, I just want to bring all my little people here to, to, to Europe and, and it's actually happening, many of my friends are coming and we were actually talking the other day of like doing a reunion in, in Europe. But um, yeah, no, I am happy to be far away there. And I think, and I think like even if my Brazilian friends or family were listening to this and hearing me saying that I'm happy to be far, they would definitely know and share the feeling that they would be happy to be far. They would prefer to be here. So I don't think that people would take this as an offense because it's uh, it's a very common feeling there to be happy to be away mm. which is sad but sad but true <laughs> yeah anything you'd like to add or share oh I love you too we I love think you it's, too <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the episodes that have been recorded how many are there Already? Well, you're the fourth, I think. I'm the fourth. We're oh. quite uh, recording a lot of Shempapo, Shempapo. And we're not together anymore. Yeah. To oh. Record. Oh, I'm. I'm. I, when Rafael is like away, I'm gonna call him, call her, and say like, "How do you feel about being far away now?" <laughs> but it's sweet she... in my home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel more home in Spain or in Sweden? The somewhere in between. <laughs> France is not in the equation. <laughs> not even. <laughs> oh well. Photography is really about perception and point of view, and I was wondering if your way to use photography in Sweden and your way to use photography in Brazil had specific markers, or if it's just like whatever inspires you. That's funny, actually, because uh, when I, I mean, this, going to Brazil now in uh, December of 2020 was my first time going there uh, after really getting into photography for real, after like having the camera and actually knowing what to do with it and all. And um, it's funny, like, of course, I took pictures of my friends and, and family and stuff. But when, and that's kind of, I would say, same style of photography that I would do here. But when it came to street photography, uh, like 
just taking pictures of people randomly. And I caught myself using uh, black and white much more than usual. And then, and I realized that I was kind of, I mean, very faintly uh, imitating and getting inspiration from a Brazilian photographer, like unknowingly. I only realized that after I had already edited the, the pictures of like just like street photography in Brazil, that I was uh, editing in the same way, or just like the fact that I was using black and white uh, inspired in Sebastião Salgado, which is like mm-hmm. a great photographer, Brazilian guy, like very big internationally. And he only shoots, I think, I, I mean, I wouldn't say only shoots, but like, I guess most of his uh, work is in black and white. And black, I, I barely do black and white. Like it's very, very seldomly I, I do it. And I realized that all my street photography in Brazil was edited in black and white. And that was interesting. But um, I guess I haven't had enough time in Brazil and like enough opportunity to really explore the creative side just because this... I mean, I've always been a creative kid, like since I was young, but photography, which is what I found to be my main channel, is something that I found out after leaving Brazil. And as I said, I've been only there once uh, while really carrying a camera and it wasn't enough time. Uh, and like seeing the girlfriend, seeing the family and seeing the... Like it didn't, I didn't really have enough time to actually photograph. And also because uh, I was in Rio, I'm from Rio and there... Uh, you don't want to be walking around with an expensive camera all the time in the street. So um, I wasn't taking as many photos as I wanted to. Um, but it's it's interesting. I'm trying to think here if my approach to photography as a whole, I mean, excluding the, the black and white thing, would be different. And I think it could be, maybe. I think I would be more interested in... Because here when I'm shooting like street photography, I'm mostly interested in taking pictures of the like the street and like the, the people, not the people so much, but like the, the, the sceneries. And I think that maybe in Brazil, people would be more interesting to take pictures of. And I don't know if that's, I, I, this is not something that I've had never thought about. It's coming out right now as I'm speaking, but yeah, I don't know. It, I think I wish, I wish I could just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I wish I could go to Brazil and spend like, a little bit more time just taking photos because I think it could be different. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it yesterday. We were walking in the streets of Sudermalm in Stockholm with uh, Rafael and uh, we were looking at the stores and I was saying, like, it's crazy how here they have a sense of scenery, as you say. Oh, and, 100%. Like, boutiques look like Instagram pictures and the, like, really, photographies. Yeah. 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 I know. Stockholm is a great city to, to walk around and take pictures yeah. in. It's it's a lot of fun, and you know I mean, and I what I said I like I didn't mean that uh, people here are less interesting than in Brazil. I, like that's not that's really not the case, uh, but I don't know. I feel like this Rio, especially. I mean, there are beautiful sceneries as well. But uh, in a different way, I think it's more composed by like this even stereotype of like Brazilian soul, kind of like how like people are, everyone's together and everyone is like, you know, 
uh, warm and and uh, the energy the energy yeah and I think that would be very interesting to photograph it's a shame that I really couldn't take so many pictures in Rio but uh, yeah yeah that's that that's thank you for the question because I never thought of that yeah no, great question I think it's, uh, your answer was really fascinating and very personal I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, since we're talking about your photography, please check uh, Pedro's Instagram, uh, which is at Osowiki. Yes, O-S-S-O-W-I-C-K-I. -S 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 yeah, 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 for sure. Thank you. Sweet. <laughs>